Hello, 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 and welcome to the Anti-Racist Enneagram Podcast with Jessica Denise Dixon, where we look at life and healing at the intersections of the Enneagram, anti-racism, and embodiment for personal and collective liberation. Let's go. Not trying to get by. Trying to get by. I'm trying to get free. All right, on this episode, we're going to talk about culture, pushing down on me, pushing down on you. I did not have another song to sing, (laughs) and that's what came to mind. So we're going to talk about the importance of understanding our culture, because culture shapes us in deep ways. Now, first, what is culture? It's the lens through which we see the world. It includes our attitudes, norms, values, beliefs, opinions, and behavior. It is what is acceptable and what is unacceptable, what is rejected. Now, we go through a cycle of socialization. Each of us do. No matter where you are in the world, we are socialized into a specific culture. We're born in a world where things already exist, systems are in place, things are flowing as they they do. And we learn the customs, the rules, the expectations, our roles and beliefs of the culture. So each of us does this. We do it in our family system. We do it in on a larger scale institutional level, in our schools, in our religious institutions, in shopping, how we shop. Um, so many other kinds of institutions are all, always giving us this socialization. So it's something that's It's an important process. It's an important process to us that gives us how we need to be in a specific culture. So the dominant culture in the U.S. is monochronic and low context. So let me talk real brief about what those things mean. So when I talk about a monochronic culture, this is a culture that thinks about time in a linear way. Like this moment happens and then this the next moment happens and it's kind of on on a line. Think about like moving forward in a factory or or on a train track. It's like time moves forward. Um, This is different from monochronic cultures where time is actually not the most important thing. Um, Presence with one another is the most important thing because polychronic cultures are often also high context cultures. So let's talk about what all of that means. So polychronic cultures, right? They see like us being together, we'll create time. We'll create time. Whereas monochronic cultures, they they want time to do things. They want um, to to be compartmentalized and and separated. Time is very distinct in minutes and seconds and years and seasons. And, um, um, you know, we we want to, to, to step away so that we can get stuff done so we can be efficient. Polychronic cultures, a lot of stuff's happening uh, at the same time. There's a lot of overlap and not as much of a worry about things like deadlines, which is gonna be a big a big thing to be concerned about in a monochronic culture. Um, the US dominant culture is also low context. So in high context cultures, there is more of a flow. We're together, we're in the same space, literally doing things 
Um, we're kept up to date on how you're doing and how this is impacting this other thing instead of, you know, necessarily taking time away, space to do our own thing and then coming back together and having to report out, which is what a low context culture would do. You know, low context means I don't have all of the context that I might need in a situation. So it means that you have to tell me something very, very directly. I'll talk in a few weeks, um, or actually, I don't actually when, know when that episode will be airing, but I'm going to talk about consent and the importance of understanding that we are in a low context culture where we're not in the, the we don't have the intricacies of, of everyone's daily life, professional life, um, to, to be able to actually offer adequate or accurate advice. High context cultures are in every part of everyone's life. So they know a lot more and they're more intentional about actually reading people. So reading your body language, reading your emotions, checking in with you, seeing how you're doing. That's much more of a value in a high context culture. Low context cultures don't have that same commitment to one another. It's like we're living in our, our own worlds until we have to come together. And so our dominant culture also upholds whiteness and patriarchy and capitalism as supreme. Now, I talk about these constructs because they are these created things um, like whiteness, like patriarchy, um, like capitalism as cultures for a reason. And it's because cultures, they have some, some tangibility. Is that a word? I like it. Culture lives in our traditions and rituals, in how we view authority, who we consider to be authority, where we get our rules, who enforces them, what's appropriate outside of the house versus things that we maybe only can do at home, the current gender norms of the day, educational standards, standards of professionalism, our laws, and a lot of other things like small and big, including like how we celebrate things, what are the rites of passage that we have, around certain markers in our, in our um, development. So the current context of this, of patriarchy, is white men at the top of the pyramid. And men really only have, their only acceptable expressions, uh, emotional expressions are anger, lust, and stoicism. The good thing about this is that it's biological, it's not biological, excuse me, it's conditioning. Right, but these things, they live in the ways that we idealize how business should run. It lives in the ways that non-binary people, women and children are treated. It lives in the, in the focus on hierarchy and one-upmanship that men specifically have been socialized around into patriarchy, but that all of us face as well. The current context of whiteness values things like perfectionism and urgency and individualism and binary thinking. Now, this is not the most natural, neutral, or even the best way. We have just been conditioned to function with these things. Urgency shows up in our culture's, over, our culture's overarching disembodiment and in what Ruby Hamad calls strategic white womanhood like what we see when we see the Becky or Karen archetypes play out, when we see those in living in, in, in life, that is because of this. Individualism is what keeps whiteness and white 
you know, whiteness unnamed while othering everyone else and everyone else's practice and everyone else's customs. White people just get to be who they are. But when a black person does something, everyone just lumps them right into the one category that is a stereotype. Unless of course, they're the exceptional tokenized black person. But many of us are face what's called a stereotype threat where we're just trying to dodge stereotypes so we can actually just be ourselves but we can't be ourselves because we're afraid of living into a stereotype. It creates a disconnection from one another because we have to function in a specific box. So there are real implications around how we are socialized. And when we're socialized into a culture, it lands at a pre-verbal level. Now this starts from around the time we're born to around six or seven, we really have like a strong lay of the land. And of course, at that point, things just kind of start to um, you, we have like the home socialization, we have our institutional and cultural socialization, and then people are punished for violating or rewarded for upholding it. And then it just keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper, thinking of it like spiraling down. Now, because when we're socialized, it lands at a pre-verbal level. It means that we don't always have the words to talk about it. We know something is an experience, but we don't have the words to to make it tangible, to put our fingers on it, to know, to talk about it. So that often means that we can actually just assume that's just how things are. That's just the way it is. It's said that um, what we think of as mind or biology or norm, just the way things are, is actually internalized culture. Let me tell you, bell hooks, Bell Hooks gets me all the time because Bell is like, whatever makes you think that this is normal, you need to question that. And what this, what this conversation does, naming char um, cultural characteristics, what it gives us access to is saying like, do I actually like that? Does this actually work? And it, it gives us the opportunity to start to see like, what would it look like to change that? Like, what would it look like to make, to modify this? Now, I love the idea that we cannot truly validate ourselves if we haven't experienced another culture as valid. And I think that we all really need to consider what that means, but especially white people because the dominant culture upholds whiteness. And maybe you have like another culture that you live at home. Like if you're Italian, you maybe like have some vestiges of your heritage, maybe. But for the most part, people, when they become white, give up those aspects of themselves to take on the power and privilege of whiteness. And people of all different kinds of cultures are living in these two worlds where they have experienced, you know, their, their culture as valid, but then they go out into whiteness and whiteness invalidates and dehumanizes their cultures. So we have to remember, we have to know that we cannot know ourselves fully if we do not understand our culture, all the self-awareness practices that we might have will not actually give us a full picture of ourselves. 
And we're always shaped by our culture while um, concurrently shaping it. So this is an important conversation. What steps can you take to learn more about culture? You know, maybe you want to head over to my page and start the orientation, which is a self-paced course for people who are starting out on this journey. Or maybe you know you want community and you join Life on Vulnerability. Signups for the January cohort are going to start mid-November. Or maybe you're just wanting to go deeper into one-on-one -on -one work. Set up a call with me. Because the reality is that we can change this world and we can create a culture where there is flourishing for all, not just a privileged few. From love and for liberation. Peace. I'm not trying to get by.